Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Reconstructing Truth. I'm Aaron and this is Caleb. Uh, we're grateful to, to be with you guys today. And uh, it, as always, we just want to encourage you to do a couple things for us. Um, one, if you'll send seed money um, to 1630 North Linden Riggs Boulevard, <laughs> care of Aaron and Caleb. Um, right. If you'll uh, go ahead and uh, if you're like, that's just too much, um, you know, it's a, it's a tough economy out there. We get it. Um, we'll go ahead and we'll take thumbs up, right, on right. our content. You can like, share, um, and just help us to grow the platform here and uh, be sure. Um, you know, I was thinking the other day, you know, a great thing to do would be to go into the nursing homes and get all the, the older people to subscribe to what we're doing and <laughs> – you know, you can just like put this stuff on. They can't change the channel anyways, and it'll yeah. be great. It'll be great. Um, I think that uh, would constitute elder abuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. maybe, maybe. So, yeah, seed money or thumbs up. You got to do yeah. one or the other. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so make your choices, people. Yeah, make it. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, man, today, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about today's topic. It's one that um, I think we're both have a, a fair amount of passion about, um, which is hard to judge with me because I have passion about everything. You, you know, I can be talking about putting Nutella on rich <laughs> crackers, which by the way is delicious. You take some Nutella and spread it. It's almost like one of those fancy European chocolates, but yeah. it's more trailer park. I was about to say, this is like a tra trailer park fancy. Is yeah, that trailer that park fancy. So rich <laughs> crackers with some Nutella on it. Um, I'm thinking about getting some hazelnuts and just putting a hazelnut right in the middle of that rich cracker yeah. with it. And, and I Make mean, there we go. There we go. No more, no more need for make it a legit ordivore. Yeah, no more need for expensive uh, candy chocolates. Um, you go, kids, we're eating fine tonight. <laughs> so when I uh, got high all the time as a as a teenager, we mm -hmm. would do this thing. We had this ritual. It was when you know before drugs really took our lives, and we were still having fun, quote unquote. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And uh, so we would take uh, saltine crackers, peanut butter, and chocolate syrup. And, yeah. Yeah. It was just the greatest thing ever. I tried to eat that as an adult. It's horrible. <laughs> horrible. I don't know it's what like we were trying to eat McDonald's now. Yeah, yeah. Don't know what we were Why thinking. So bad. Um, yeah. But today we actually do have a topic that's not crackers and um, you know things like that. Uh, we want to talk about the the church in America. And yeah. so to sum this up, I have this uh, this meme I want to share <laughs> with you guys. Um, and uh, it's uh, if the Apostle Paul were alive today. Um, Basically, you know, the church in America <laughs> would be getting a letter to Paul, an apostle yeah. of Christ Jesus to the churches of the United States of America. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't even really know where to begin with you guys. <laughs> Have you seen this before? No, I haven't seen <laughs> it that. It is great. I, I saw it a while ago. It's your, uh, Caleb. Uh, I am into that. Yeah, if you guys uh, think that we prepare at all, we come in here and we're like, what do you want to talk about? And I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Even. Um, so after I ate, you know, 10 packs of Skittles, Caleb finally, um, decided, Hey, well, you know, we yeah. brought this up and I was instantly reminded of this meme and it's, uh, so true. And if you're biblically illiterate, um, Paul wrote letters. That's where we get the new yeah, Testament. Most of the new Testament is letters to, um, church. to churches and not only him, but I mean, the new Testament is basically outside of the gospels. It's just epistles. I mean, letters, letters to churches and believers. Um, some were to reprimand and some were not. Um, right. And even the book of, of Revelation, for the most part, a lot of that falls into that, right? We have the seven letters to the churches of Asian minor. Um, and um, even in all of that, um, 
in his you know revelation from Jesus to um, John in in that case, but it starts off with like, hey, here's something good. Oh, and you suck right here. Let me tell you about that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so fitting. So, you know, if Paul were alive today, you know, what were some things that he might address as far as um, what we do here in, in the United States? And um, so that's what we want to talk about. Yeah. I was just looking at our list. I'm yeah. thinking. He's trying to read it. He'd yeah, say, I'm trying to read it. I'm getting old. You know? yeah. I don't have my bifocals. And I write, <laughs> I write really small. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I write big, but I just write messy, so it's <laughs> doctor's handwriting. But um, I was just thinking we should probably go in a different order than we have listed there because I think those all. So we'll we'll jump into it. Yeah. So you all know what the heck I'm talking about. <clears throat> so so one of the you know so yeah so the church in America you know and we we have talked about this a number of times is that obviously the Christian church in America is is on the decline and the. You know the places there's more Christians. You know elsewhere in like developing countries, like in China, and in India, or, or yeah. in Africa. Those places are experiencing way more growth. Well, growth. So any growth is more the growth than we're having because yeah. we're experiencing a decline. And um, so you know why? Why are we doing? Why are we experiencing decline? And you know us us to church scholars here are gonna <laughs> gonna break that down for you. So. Obviously, I think the first one I want to talk about is, um, and we talk about this, the whole purpose kind of behind this podcast is we've, we've diluted truth. Yeah. Okay. And we've got away from the, in the American church, we have gotten away from the, the true teachings of the Bible as far as like saying, this is what it says, not what I want it to say, but what it says. And so, um, that was something we were talking about. And this is kind of where we're getting into uh, the difference between uh, exegesis and uh, eisegesis, right? Yeah. Which is exegesis is it's a it's a churchy word to say I'm going to read the Bible and 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 take what it says, right? Yeah. Versus eisegesis, meaning I'm going to bring in my bias, my cultural bias, to the Bible and say, well, I know it says this, but it was written then, and so yeah. today it means this to me, and. And that's we're way more into that area than we are into the the, the other one. Yeah. And um, you know, it, I mean, you get into kind of. I mean, wh- wh- what do you stand on if if we have no if if we can't if we can't say we were, you know we trust the Bible? I mean, wh- how do we take a stand? How do we do any of the other things that we're going to talk about today uh, if we can't if we haven't if if we've undermined our own foundation? Yeah. Right. I mean, what we believe is from the Bible. And if we're going to just undermine it to make it fit culturally what we want it to, then we, of course, we've lost our ability to impact the world as a, as the big C church. I mean, because what, I mean, what are we doing here? Because yeah, I mean, it's like, well, what does it mean if we're just going to take away from it? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And we have, you know, when we look at that, this kind of this move from the truth and, you know, you know, in part it happened because, you know, the, the church to a degree, uh, was viewed as legalistic and and unwelcoming. And so we wanted to be more secret friendly. Um, and you know, these are things, or at least what I'm told, it was all before my time, uh, (laughs) in the faith. Um, but you know, you can, you can look back at, that's kind of what happened in America. Right. And, um, and so it, it swayed heavily, right? The pendulum swung back to where, um, well, let's just get people in the doors, right? It's all about, um, and I don't want to say, I'm going to say all about numbers. Like it's a bad thing. It's good to be about numbers. I mean, I think, you know, yeah. uh, we see numbers in the Bible. God counted people. <laughs> 
we should count people. It is about numbers, you know, um, because numbers represent people, right? And people matter to God. Um, but um, we stopped actually having any type of standard, and and anymore um, collectively throughout the church, and and none of what we're talking about is you know what like we're focusing on one denomination or, or one building. This is just a, a broad brush collective throughout um, America issues that we see. Um, but there's no, there's no standard. It's almost like standards are a bad thing anymore. Yeah. Um, well, this is a, uh, you know, God's love. And if, and uh, man, if he loves you, he wouldn't want to keep you from anything. Well, that's a str- lie, not only straight from the pit of hell, but right from the garden <laughs> in Genesis type of thing. Um, and, you know, so we have to we have to hold firmly to truth. We have to teach truth. We can't shy away from truth. Um, truth without love is mean, but um, meaning uh, or whether love without truth is oh, um, uh, love without truth is uh, mean. Truth without yes. love is meaningless. There we yes, go. Yes. Um, man, completely butchered. That's the first time I've ever messed I that up. I was listening so bad. to you, so I yeah, was, that's all right. <laughs> um, and so we have to find this balance. Like it's okay to have standards, but what we do is, you know, one. We just say, man, just come as you are. And that's a good start. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. We want you to come. But then it's just like, I can stay there. And it's like we make excuses. Oh, I'm just growing, you know? Yeah. Well, how long are you going to be growing before you make any kind of change to the way you live whatsoever? Like, when does, like, a little bit of sanctification happen? Um, and what is a, a an okay rate for sanctification, you know, as we're growing? Like, if you... Uh, like, I mean, I, I don't know, we can't really measure that, but, um, we make excuses for, again, it, and it's just unrepentant sin. It's, um, it's us just being like, no, I'm just, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. I don't want to set it down, but I did want to share, and it's out of second Timothy four, three through four. Um, and it says this for time is coming where people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth. And chase after myths. Amen. Yeah, right? and that's what we see, right? Um, we go for um, big productions, and I like I like things that draw people in like that. So it's not like I'm saying, oh, we should never do that. Um, but, like, the focus becomes all of this. Entertain me. Yeah. I've got my hand out. We have just uh, multiple generations of consumers now inundated in the American church. Um, and they look for people who are saying what they want to hear. That that's like the goal. More people choose churches based off of political um, positions anymore. I can't remember. I wish I had the. I should have looked up the Barna poll, but um, like that's one of the the key factors in deciding what church you're going to go to is if they're already saying what you want to say, and it's not even about the things of God. It's about politics. Yeah. Um, so if you're doing that with politics, how much more are you going to do it on the things of God? Well, they they said uh, you know homosexuality is a sin, like you know or. <laughs> Yeah, like, they took oh, a hard stance okay, on abortion. Like, yeah, they took a hard stance on abortion. Um, oh, okay, like that's so does the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, they don't like that part. Well, th- you know, that's just not the world we live in anymore. Yeah. You know, that's uh, it's it's twenty twenty four. You know, like yeah. no, this this is this is you right here. Like Paul to Timothy is talking about you. Um, people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They'll follow their own desires and look for teachers who tell them whatever they want to hear, right? Um, it's kind of like my kids, and they don't do it much anymore because they, they know better. Um, occasionally, I try to slip it in, but I'll tell them something they don't want to hear, and then they go to my wife to get a different answer. Yeah. Or on video games, they don't ever ask me to play video games because I hate video games for the most part, unless I'm playing them at the end of the year. There's a two-week window that I like to play. Um <laughs> 
But so they don't ask me why, because dad's going to say no. So they go to mom. Mom, can we have game time? Why? Because my wife will more than likely give it to him, yeah. right? And and that's what we do, right? We just go to the the churches, the people, um, the things, the scriptures that all prop up our own agenda, um, less we have to be bent or shaped to truth. Yeah, you know what? The, <clears throat> something Aaron said at the very beginning of, of his his part there was that uh, talking about back in the garden, and and that is the. Um, um, that is the absolute truth is that what is that is the first thing that satan did to to tempt us was he said did god really say yeah and that is that is where we are right now and that is what we're dealing with is well you know did the bible does the bible really say you know i can't we can't move in together before we get married yeah you know can we you know does the bible really say i can't just sleep around all i want you know and all that kind of stuff like and that and that is what we're doing and, and yeah that verse uh it was perfect. You know, that is definitely the American church. What tickles our ears. Yeah. That's why we have uh, the prosperity gospel is, is, is huge because that's what we want to hear. We want to hear that God is just, is just waiting for the opportunity to bless us, to, uh, you know, to take, take our seed money and, and return it to us tenfold. <laughs> and, um, you know, all God wants to do is to give us cars and big houses and lots of money. And, um, because that is that is as American as you can be. Yeah. Um, newsflash, people. That is not what God is wanting to do. God is wanting to to glorify God. Yeah. Through His through His. Um, you, you mean know, it's about Him? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Not about you. That's that kind of what make God. That, that, that's what makes God God. Is that yeah. He gets to be at the center of the universe, not us. Huh. And <clears throat> so yeah. So we we can't take. You know, we can't do any like any other things that we need to be doing as a church, um, because. We can't, we can't, we can't take a firm stand on truth. Why can't we take a firm stand on truth? Because we don't know what it is, and we don't believe yeah. it anymore. And so, so that's the first one: is that you're gonna, you know, as a church, we have to, like I said, a big C church, we have to get back to, um, yeah. Obviously, we do want to attract people. We do want to be uh, seeker sensitive. We do want to make Sunday appealing to, to non-believers. Yeah, but. We can't leave them, you know, you cannot leave them there. We can't uh, just continue to be like, well, it's okay that you do everything, which is why one of the reasons they, they theorize that the church is declining is that people come to church and they're like, well, what do I need to come into yeah. this for? Because I can pretty much keep doing from what I'm hearing. I get to just keep doing what I'm doing and, and not give up a, a, an hour on a Sunday. Yeah. I can just stay at home. And and so what's the difference? So, yeah, so <clears throat> numbers do matter. That, you know, and the churches that are like, well, numbers aren't important. That's to make you feel better about not doing well yeah. in the church. <laughs> I mean, that's really what that is. And um, now it's not just numbers, but that's where it starts. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, that's how any, um, not that the church is a business, but that's how a business, you know, is, is that, you have a funnel, you know, you have, you try to get as many people on the top and then, you know, and, and as you attract those people, you, you, um, you know, make them more into customers and it's the same kind of model that the church should work as. Well, yeah. Well, you look at the beginning of Acts, um, yeah. right after Pentecost, Peter goes and teaches and you can see how many were saved. Why did they count that? Yeah. It's just, it's just all about numbers. Yeah. It's all about numbers. It's like. And then a little bit later, like after they go to prison and they're they're beat and you know they pray and rough shakes all that, and then you know what they give an account of how many people were saved yeah. again. So yeah. um, 
so yeah, I, I just I don't like that argument. You know, it's all about number. No, it's it is though, but it's not. And but it's, um, I would say you know there is a quality over quantity. Do we want? Um, yeah, sorry, I left it on the camera. Right. Spacing out here. I'm right. actually looking at my little screen over there, and I seen myself, and um, so I was like, I'm good to go. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, when we do look at that. Uh, you know, we don't just want to get people in the door and, and, you know, make a great place for people to go to hell from, you know, right. if it's all about those numbers, that's bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've got to have, we got to have people, you got to have people yeah. like to hear well, the message, the yeah. truth. And that's, the, you know, and again, back to the funnel, the church has stopped at the top. Yeah. Right. When that's, that's just the, that's step one is like, okay, yeah, obviously, because, you know, for, again, for the, well, it's not about numbers crowd. It is because how are, how do you expect people to come to Christ if they haven't heard about it. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what the numbers are. Is yeah. How many people have we exposed to the gospel? And, and I don't care how you're doing that, whether it's a Sunday, if you're doing a vacation Bible school, if you're yeah. just going out in the community and handing out something to, to just, you know, with like a, you know, info card or whatever. Everything that we do, there's some sort of interaction. We have to have some sort of interaction. We can't just sit in our church and pray, God, please expose Man. you know the message to these people that we don't know. I've actually interacted with some churches; they don't want to reach people. Well, that they is take true. It so far the other yeah, way. I, yeah, exactly. Uh, I grew up in a church kind of like that, where it's like, <laughs> now if we have more people come, they'll take my seat. You know, this is my pew. <laughs> this is where I have sat for twenty uh, years, and nobody else can sit here. But. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, like so that top level of the funnel, that's 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 the first step, and that's what, but that's where the church has stopped. And, and our goal is should be obviously to make the the top of that funnel as wide as possible, but to get as many people down that funnel, you know, yeah. become disciples of Christ, do something with them. Yeah, actually do something with them, and we've totally cut that part off as a church. I mean, as the church. Um, so so yeah so so number one we have to get back to to actually believing the, what the bible says and yeah. actually taking it for for what it is um and not trying to apply our own um cultural bias to it yeah. whatever makes us feel comfortable and that does mean we're going to have to take some you know we're going to have to actually challenge our our church members people who profess to be christian we're actually going to have to challenge them to grow and become better Christians, you know, become more uh, familiar with the Bible, start to actually show the fruits of the Spirit through the way they live, you know, and those kinds of things. That stuff actually has to happen. Yeah. So um, so the next thing I think uh, that would follow that is uh, the church is afraid to, one of the things that's wrong with the church is we're afraid to take a stand. Uh -huh. And I think that... I mean, with that one because that directly follows uh, the the fact that we've diluted the truth. Yeah, it's absolutely. hard to take a stand when you don't know what you believe. Yeah, um, but uh, something that we talk about here, <clears throat> and we'll talk about a little bit later, is that you know the church. Uh, one of the problems is that the church has disengaged the culture. Well, we disengage the culture because we can't take a stand. We can't take a stand because we've diluted truth, and um, we we have to start taking stands on on. You know, as a church, as the big C church, we have to start deciding that, you know, this is where, uh, you know, this is what we believe. And if you don't believe what we believe, okay. Uh, but this is what we believe. And, you know, we're not going to back off of it because we're afraid to get canceled or uh, we're afraid to get called names or we're afraid of what the, um, you know, again, the secular world is going to think about us that 
that's why we're different. I mean, the Bible tells us that. The Bible tells us that we're going to be set apart. We're supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to be the, the salt, right? Yeah. Well, if we take a stand, people might leave. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they don't like what we're saying. And, right. And we clearly know from Scripture that nobody ever disagreed with Jesus or his <laughs> message, uh, nor did they walk away yeah. after the end of uh, one of his messages right. and decide not to continue down the path of yeah. following him. Yeah. Um, that, again, that, you know, that, that never that happened. That does kind of go back again to, you know, the churches have become a little bit too number centric and we're yeah. afraid, well, we can't take a stand because it'll offend people. Yeah. What if our, our attendance church. goes down? What if our attendance goes down? Well, you know what? The attendance, that's, you know, the surveys are showing is that the attendance <coughs> has been going down in churches that are like that. Yeah. The churches that are taking stands are experiencing growth. Um, the ones that are becoming more, uh, you know, I hate to say the, the word, but fundamentalists, yeah. you know, fundament that, that are, um, I remember just, I was just reading an article. It was, I don't know, like AP or something. Um, obviously a non church supporting news site <laughs> and they, you know, kept using fundamentalist Christian, like it was a, a pejorative, you know, yeah. and it's like, no, that's good. No. Good. Good for those people that are that are you know because what fundamentalist Christian means to the secular world is people that follow the Bible. Yeah, and that's a bad thing. You know, and that's we don't we don't want those people because they they tell us that we're we're not doing the right thing. Yeah, it's like well, you hold the position opposite of us. You you don't have priority on on your idea of what the world is either. You know, we just allow people to take the premise and they say, well, what you believe is wrong. Well, your belief that I'm wrong. You, that's not based on anything either. That's your, just your opinion too. And I don't know why we allow them to have, like we allow them to paint us into a corner. It's like, well, who says you're right? Yeah. You know? Um, <clears throat> so yeah. So as a church, we have to begin taking stands in the culture and not, not only the culture, but in our, in our churches, yeah. you know, we can't allow, you know, sister Mary to come in and say, well, you know, it offends me that you, spoke out against well we talked about it uh, uh when we had um what, last year in the spring when we had the bill to legalize marijuana yeah. in the church we, our church our pastor made a comment about it it's like it's probably the most like negative feedback that we've ever received <laughs> well, i can't but why don't you talk about adultery it was like well as soon as we try to legalize you know like or well if the state comes out with a bill that endorses adultery we'll probably speak out against that too yeah but, you know, uh, we can't allow people who want to indulge in whatever sin to to decide for the church what, what kind of position we take. Yeah. No, yeah, and we do. We have to be able to take a stand and to say this this is truth. This is what it is. We're not going to bend or sway. And it's not because it's um, about our agenda or our um our belief, it's because it's about God's word. And we don't want to fall into, um, you know, use the word uh, fundamentalist, you know, in the church that became so negative because it was attached to legalism. And we don't want to yeah. be legalists. Like, you check all the boxes or, you know, you can't be here type of thing either. But there has to be, one, there has to be standard. Um, there has to be growth. There has to be a pursuit. Those are things that God's just called us to. That's not that's not legalism. That's not fundamentalism. That's just... Um, that's just Christianity. <laughs> like we we grow to look more and more like the image of Jesus. Like that's that's just it. That's that's what we're called to. Um, but we have to 
we have to say that this is true, this is not true, and be able to stand up, have some backbone, be able to face criticism um, and backlash for our stance, not be so concerned about attendance that um, that we lose sight of it. Uh, there's a pastor I listen to, and I'm going to butcher it so I won't say his name, um, but he uh, he says, you know, I'm... I'm going to fear God more than I fear any more of you or any or uh, fear any of you. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. There we go. Um, and so what he's saying is like, I, I mean, I, it's not about you. you you're you're going to disagree with things that I say, and I'm okay with that. As long as I can stand before God and be confident in knowing that I shared truth. And that's the kind of attitude we have to have. You know, on this, we wanted to look at Matthew uh, starting in 10, um, 22. And it says this, and all nations will hate you because you are my followers, but everyone who endures to the end will be saved. Yeah. And, you know, we're at a place now where we're, we're afraid of that, right? Yeah. We, we want everybody, everybody needs to love the Christians yeah. and everybody needs to love the church and everybody. And, you know, and I, I get that. I mean, I want that too. I, yeah. I want that too, but um, we can't sacrifice something to hold on to the accolades of people. Um, we can't. We can't do that. We have to be willing to fall into this category if necessary. Um, people are calling us bigots. We can't sway away from the truth um, yeah. because we they they don't they don't like us. They don't want us around anymore. Um, you know, I think we should be a light. You know, we we talked about that earlier, and I think we'll talk about it here in a little bit. You know, and and to be this good thing that that people look towards um, in, in our communities, but um, we have to be willing to sacrifice that to take stands as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, and we'll just keep going here, but I, I just, I in, in none of these verses that we're about to cover, does Jesus tell any of his followers, Hey, just, just go along to get along. Yeah. You know, let's not rock the boat. Yeah. Um, that's, that's hippie Jesus belief. <laughs> hippie Jesus isn't real people. Yeah. I like uh Korean Jesus, Jesus, you know, he's uh, a <laughs> Korean Jesus. Oh yeah. I'll pull him up later. Okay. Before we get up. He's like, he's like ripped. Like, oh, he's yeah. Like, yeah. looks like a muscle building Jesus. I think it's uh, Korean Jesus. I'm going to look it up. Like it. <laughs> yeah. it says, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Sounds kind of like that pastor you were talking about. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, imagine where he got that yeah, from. Yeah. Well, he probably wrote it himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have, don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. That doesn't sound like hippie Jesus. What? I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against his mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. I'm surprised you didn't say a son-in-law against his mother-in-law. Yeah. It seems like a natural. Yeah, it seems more <laughs> like the natural progression there. <laughs> you know, it was written 2,000 years yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's not culturally accurate. You know, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding, uh, Susie. If you're listening, I love my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, so again, uh, that all that falls to uh, this idea, you know, this hippie Jesus idea that we have where, oh, he just led everybody. And everybody's like, man, you guys are really having to do some mental gymnastics to skip these huge passages. I mean, that was a, that, that passage is from Matthew 10. It's Jesus is about to send his disciples out to minister, right? To spread the good, the quote unquote good news of Jesus, right? To, you know, and this is what he's telling them. Like, man, listen, you're going to be hated. Everybody's going to be going against what you're saying and just 
you know, that's just the way it's going to be. And, um, <laughs> I can see, that, I can see um, uh, he's distracted. Yeah. Sorry. He's pulled up the picture of Korean Jesus. South so, Korean Jesus. <laughs> that's probably why they're experiencing more church growth than we are. Cause they're Jesus. Let's go ahead and pull that yeah, up. If you're not that. on video with this, you're, you're missing, really out. missing out here. Wow. This is South Korean Jesus. Um, that's why they had to break his legs or they were going to break his legs because he was taking too long to die yeah look at that he's yeah. like dude I'll, I can hold this stance all day yeah. long the cross isn't holding me I'm holding um, it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but again that's probably why uh, that's probably why they're experiencing more growth than we are yeah uh, we've got hippie Jesus and they've got Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger Jesus yeah I think crazy. to me he could take Arnold for sure oh, yeah. even in his prime yeah um, yeah. I mean, he's choosing to stay up there. He could rip just his abs have it. side abs that have That's side right. abs. I mean, <laughs> I just uh, I didn't know you could like develop muscles like that. So, nice. uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. but yeah, so uh, Jesus of the Bible <laughs> is telling his disciples, like, this is what, and you know, and, and you're gonna take not only you're gonna go in and minister and be persecuted for what I'm telling you to go do. Um, it's also, but it's not only going to divide you from the culture that you're going into, but it's going to divide you from your family. Yeah. And y you know, you have to be prepared to, to be on the side of the person who can not only, you know, kill the body, but also kill the soul. And, um, you know, because that's, that's, <clears throat> that's what God can do, right? If God yeah. created us in the universe again, this is what I always go back to because I, I think sometimes we, we don't understand the premise is that if there's a God, he created you, has demands on us, then we should probably do what that God wants us to do. Yeah. Now, if we like, well, I can do what I want to do, then you don't really believe in, in the God of the Bible because that's not what, that's not the hierarchy there, you know? So... Um, as a church, we have got to, not only within our congregations, we have to start saying like, no, this is what we're, you know, we're, we believe in the Bible and this is what we're going to, this is what we're going to preach. And if, if you have a problem with it, that's a you problem, not a, not an us problem, yeah. you know, and if you're going to leave because that, that is too hard for you to, to take because you're a baby, then tough, you know, go on. There's, there's a, uh, Unitarian church down the street you can go to, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we've made this comment before is like, listen, we both Aaron and I, well, I mean, we, we have differences of opinion on, on scripture and, or, or not the essentials, yeah. but different things, or maybe how the church, you know, what we should do in different areas of, of our ministry or whatever. And, and pastor Rick and us, uh, we've all had disagreements on how we should do things. But the one thing that yeah, but none of those disagreements ever made me want to leave the church. No. The one disagreement that would make me leave the church is if, if our if our pastor starts preaching things outside of the you know yeah. that are heretical to the Bible, you know, and that's what that's what we should be taking stands on. Not you know if the the coffee's not from the right place or whatever. Yeah. Or, they got Maxwell House again. <laughs> can't go back there. Yeah, I don't like these donuts. Um, which, or lack of donuts. Yeah, Rick. <laughs> but um you guys remember the good old days when we had donuts no see i grew up in church we never had donuts. no i'm talking about here at this church no, no. i never got to have donuts because yeah. i'm always always you know stay i have to be here early i don't yeah. ever get the donuts but yeah. anyway but that actually leads us into our next next one 
the problems with the church is that we divide yeah. over minor minor issues, um, and that is true. That is, uh, we can't we can't. It, this is what kills me about the, the American church is that we can't be adamant about any sort of particular like theological truth, like the the important stuff. You know, Jesus came. You know, Jesus is the Son of God. Yeah, died on the cross for your sins. This is how you get saved by accepting grace. You know, accepting his gift of uh, salvation, we we can't get fired up about that. But man, we can get fired about fired up about the music being yeah. that's not the that's not you know those hymns. That's not that's not a hymn or that music's too loud. Those drums are too loud. I don't like the color of the carpet. <laughs> so this the, oh, this just one like, church uh, I dealt with. I, I didn't ever go there, but. Like I was trying to help them in a sense, and I'd been asked by somebody who was not the pastor, but a member there, and the pastor kind of had differing views of of people who were, and this was like an elder led type of yeah. situation. So the pastor wanted to reach people and everything, and yeah. so um, coming into these ideas, and um, so this they were unified behind for the most part, not the pastor, but. Uh, Unified behind the idea of not reaching people in the neighborhood that they were next to, mm-hmm. um, and then somebody gave them a pool table, yeah, um, and they almost split, and I you know, yeah. probably burned the whole building down. I would imagine over a billiards table yeah. that nobody spent money on, and of course, you know, some of them like wanted it, very few, less of them wanted it because it would help reach teens. Mm-hmm. But more of them didn't want it because, you know, you don't want them nasty teenagers in your church yep. mucking up the things of God, <laughs> playing yeah. playing that Satan's ball. <laughs> That's right. So it's just like, really? Like this, yeah. this is the thing you're going to fight about this pool table. And like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I've said it, talked about it many times. I grew up in a conservative <laughs> Southern Baptist church and, and uh, we got an electronic drum set. And I mean. That was the first time because you know the only that appropriate was the first church split. <laughs> that, yeah. The only appropriate instruments to be played in church, just like when Jesus was alive, was is the piano and an organ, which you know my dad was the, is was and is the the church organist. You know, so I mean, I, I that sounds I, like a dirty word. I'm surprised they even let you say that <laughs> in the Southern Baptist Church. Then you have an organist on one side and a pianist on the other side. What? <laughs> what? Anyway, brown chicken, brown chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, but we're we're leaps ahead of the yeah. Church of Christ people. They don't have any instruments. Yeah, that's it. That'll blow true. your mind if yeah. you've never been to one of those churches. Well, but, you know, instruments didn't exist when Jesus existed. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, they were very against music back in the Bible. Yeah, was, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, but well, but I mean, you know, and so especially you know. The, it's 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 almost one of those embarrassing things. It's like taking you know you invited some, like a friend to a family get together and you have to explain that one family member, you know, like well okay this is Uncle Joe and he's never been right since the war, so if he says something, that's always, that's like a new Christian today coming and they're like what's with all the denominations? You're like well, you see, the Church of Christ they don't believe in musical instruments. And, <laughs> We do, so they had to go do their own thing, and then there's, you know, well, there's the seven. Women shouldn't wear pants. Yes, um, this group doesn't think you should wear pants. And, you know, Seventh-day Adventists, you shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't be worshiping on Sunday, and they don't believe in Christmas. 
And, you know, and you have to explain all this. And you're just like, as the more and more you go into the differences, the more embarrassed. I, this is how I am. Yeah. Like, the more embarrassed, I'm like, this is what we're fighting about. This is like every argument between my children right now is, you know, they start a fight. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, I had this thing in my room and, you know, my sister came in and she grabbed it. Well, it, were you messing with it? No. Okay. So what's the problem? And, well, it's mine. But have you played with it like any time? Yeah. She, she might break it. Well, are you even playing? Like, when was the last time you used it? Was, I don't know. You know, and you're just like, <laughs> why? You're 15 minutes in. And I'm like, why am I wasting my time with this? This is every argument in yeah. the church, it seems like. This is what we want to fight about. And it totally takes away from our ability to, to, to reach the world. Yeah. Right? I mean, every building costs money. You know, every... Every and, and listen, this is coming from somebody. I grew up again, small church, small church because I they they must have been friends with the church <laughs> you were talking about because it's like no, we don't really want to reach people because yeah. they might be weird and different and 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 I I grew up thinking, you know, I don't like big churches, right? Yeah. And, and I had a problem, you know, <clears throat> oh the non-denominational churches they just don't you know take a position. And I don't like that. And I don't like big churches because you can't, you know, you can't really connect. How can you minister and all this stuff? I've changed my opinion on on that. Now I think there's a there's a point at which, right? We're getting into franchise church, like yeah. the life church model. You know, if you go to life church, don't get too mad at me here. But like, I think, and we, I will say, I really like uh, Craig's teaching. Yeah, and I think he takes bolder stances. But I'm with you. I don't kind of like the whole franchise model. Yeah, I but I listen to everything they do, and I think they do a lot of good. Yes, I don't want to take away from what they do. Yeah. And and again, this is somebody who comes because I I uh, I was in uh, I lived in Oklahoma City when Life Church was starting, and their initial uh, campaign to recruit people to church was very anti kind of church like we had i went to a very large church in in oklahoma city and they had a billboard right outside it was like love jesus hate church is what it said it was like right outside i mean as we're driving to our books one time and he you know was uh adamantly apologizing about that was the biggest mistake they ever did so so i I so i do want to give them a lot of credit and and they definitely have done they have but you know and this kind of makes the point that i'm trying to make is that you look at a place like life church where they have um you know, the ability to pool resources over multiple camps. This is what happens when you do have somewhat of a unified church is yeah. like, look at the impact that they've been able to make. Cause I think they're the ones that did the U version app, right? Yeah. You they, think about what that has done for the, the world. Yeah. They put scripture in the hands of more people than any yeah. singular organization. And you can go on their website and, um, uh, they have free, just a ton of free small group curriculum and teaching resources, all streaming platforms. Yeah. And, everything um, for free yeah all the stuff for free and that is all all, all because of um their ability to unite yeah. large you know camps you know of people now you know like i said i think there's the breakdown is in that kind of leadership structure of what the bible calls us to have you know pastor and deacons and yeah. to, to really minister to the flock and maybe it's my ignorance on how yeah. well they do that part but yeah maybe it is i don't know i've never attended there but yeah. that's what i kind of look at that and from the outside looking in i'm like there should be a different structure there but i don't know because I've, I've never right i've never been, I've never been a member <laughs> so I've, I've been to i've been to a service or two before uh you know in between churches um so i i don't know how well they minister yeah. but on the but i'm as far as an example of what the church in the united states could do if we could all stop yeah. 
splitting over these silly things. I mean, you think about, I mean, just here, you know, luckily in our, in our town, we, the largest church, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we've got the, the Baptist beat. That's the second largest one I would think, or the Methodist. But um, the stuff that we're able to do for our community is greatly enhanced just by the, the numbers. And, um, you know, if, if you would think about how many churches are in the town you, you live in, if you live somewhere else, you know, there's a small church on every corner. Imagine if, if we could put aside all the, the little differences and come together as a big church, you know, and say, listen, these are the things that we like, or not that we like, but that we actually, you know, that are essential to our faith, Jesus, salvation, you know, those things. Whether or not you, you know, decide to wear pants as a female, like, shouldn't rank that high up there, I don't think. Yeah. Because what's more important, telling females that they should wear pants or not, or reaching people for Christ? Yeah. I think that's... I think that's where we're missing it as a church. We have got to start to unite behind. Listen, one culture is trying to to to, to damage us as a church. They're trying to tell us, you know, you can't worship anymore. You can't believe the things that you're called to believe in anymore because we don't like that. And we can't mount a defense because we're divided. Yeah. You know, and, and we can't show the love of Christ because we can't, you know, we don't have enough resources. You know, most... Uh, most pastors, you know, that was, it just kills me. Um, oh, Facebook, you know, the community pages, anytime, you know, the church, the ch- church bashing thread starts. Yeah. Oh, they're probably taking that money to buy their Mercedes or whatever. And you're just like, <laughs> what are you talking about? 98% of pastors are, you know, bivocational. Yeah. They can't even afford to be a full-time pastor. And that's, you know, we can't afford... Churches can't afford to get the best quality people, you know, full-time people to, to pastor, to minister to their children, to run an effective worship ministry, to, you know, because we're so divided. Yeah. So how do we, how how can we be effective against the culture? Yeah. No, for so, sure. Okay. Um, Went on for about a 10-minute rant there. Yeah, that's all right. So we had a, a passage we wanted to share in regards to this. It's First Timothy uh, one, three, all the way down to six. It says, when I left Macedonia, I urged you to stay there in Ephesus and stop those whose teaching is contrary to the truth. Don't let them waste their time in endless discussions of myths and spiritual pedigrees. These things only lead to meaningless speculation, which do not help people live a life of faith in God. Let me go back to that, which don't help people live a life of faith in God. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. But some people have missed the whole point. They have turned away from these things and spend their time in meaningless discussions. So um, we do need to stop dividing, right, on these these minor things to, to be unified, right, to, to operate in unity. Um, and I'm all for, I'm not saying like, Every church in Claremore needs, needs to get under a singular pastor and we all just need to come together. No, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. There's there's different visions and um, different roles that um, different faith leaders play in our community, and that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but inside of inside of our churches, we, we even divide and we divide and divide and, until we cripple, cripple ourselves. Um, you know, and we have just this pool of resources is spread thin 
um, in ways that it shouldn't always be. And so looking for ways to come together. I love some things that we do here in Claremore. For instance, you know, we have a ministerial alliance where uh, different pastors and, and faith leaders come together and, and do some things together. Um, you know, I'm a part of a, a weekly pastor's prayer group where a handful of us come together and we pray. Those are great things, right? That's that's unity in the church body, coming together for a singular focus. We don't necessarily agree doctrinally on everything, trust me, um, yeah. but we agree on the essential things and pray for those and work towards those um, within our community. And so we need to stop letting these these divides, man, break down the walls of, of what God would have us to do in our churches and in our communities. Yeah. Yeah, and just to echo, because I've said enough on this, but to echo what Aaron said, you know, even inside the church, we do disagree. I mean, we, heck, we go to church here. Like I said, we're non-denominational, so there's plenty of people within our congregation that think different things, you know, oh, yeah. that think different things for me and stuff. And, um, you know, uh, part of that requires, again, this goes back to, number one, diluting the truth. You have to know what you believe, and you have to be okay. Uh, you have to be a grown-up in this and that, you know, so, like so we— We'll have dis- you know, maybe a difference of opinion on, on these little things. We we agree on the essential things, but maybe we disagree on something else. And you know what? I've never lost. I'm not like laying asleep at night, like or awake at night, like I can't believe he thinks that. Or you know, it's just like uh, we enjoy the debate. And the same with uh, you know, Pastor Rick and I will have that. We'll have debates about different things or opinions, differing opinions on different things that we're not 100 percent sure on. And we'll we'll have the debate because we enjoy the debate itself. And then at the end, we just go on about our day. You know, it's not like, but but we can't allow those things to be things that we decide. Well, I'm not gonna, you know, I can't engage with this person anymore because they they believe differently about this thing that I I don't even have a hundred percent certainty about. That's why there's differences, people. It's because the Bible isn't clear maybe on this this part, but it's it's something that's not required for us to be. Um, uh, to, to 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 have salvation, um, you know, it's nothing that Jesus preached about or, or or whatever. And so, just because you have a strong belief about it, doesn't make it true. And so, we have to to grow up in that regard and say, you know, okay, maybe I have a strong belief about this, but not everybody else does, and that's okay. Yeah. So, um, so that leads us to our last thing, which is is, is a, I think a product of. All, of All these other things is that the church has disengaged the current culture, and we've talked about that all the time here. Um, we can engage the culture because what do we? How are we going to engage them? Right? We we don't believe. We don't have conviction anymore. We don't have conviction because we don't have truth. We don't believe in the truth, um, and we're afraid to take a stand. Yeah. And we're too busy fighting ourselves and diluting our resources to engage the culture. So. Yeah, well, I would uh, I would go so far as to say, in uh, in some ways, we're overly engaged in the culture because we look exactly like they do, uh, yeah. like, and you know, we see and uh, maybe Romans twelve, uh, you know, uh, do not conform to this world, and we're like, yeah, man, let's let's do it yeah. though, let's yeah, do well, it. Yeah, we fully embrace uh, the culture. Yeah, uh, and so like we've we've engaged in the wrong way where it should be this opposition, right? Um, you know, Jesus told Peter, hey, I'm going to, upon this, you know, I'm going to build my ecclesia and, and the gates of hell will not prevail. And it's like, um, so instead of being this offensive force, um, 
um, offensive one, like um, to cause offense and offensive is in taking ground. Right. You know, we've just been like, no, let's put on the same jerseys. Yeah. Let's let's go party together. Um, and so we do need to to engage culture in in a place of opposition and and let people know there's a better way to live. Um, there's there's a better way to have a marriage. There's a better way to raise your children. There's a better way to do all of the handle your finances and all of the stuff. And um, it is because of all those things. We we don't know the truth um, or we dilute it. We don't take stands and we're just divided, right? We can't agree on anything. We're too busy talking about carpet and drapes to, to really say, hey, listen, um, our entire country is going to hell in a handbasket. Let's Let's step up here. Yeah. Let's step up here, be unified, and present truth yeah. um, and, and make change. Yeah, I guess a better way to say is uh, we don't uh, challenge the culture. Yeah, yeah, we don't challenge the current culture. Yeah. Um, I mean, I heard it today. There's a news story um, uh, in New Jersey. They are Their <clears throat> legislature is trying to pass a bill, a uh, protection. I forgot what they called it. Basically... If you've been if you if you've kept up with the news, there's been a big hubbub about um, what what we allow in our school libraries as far as materials that are obscene. Yeah. Basically, it's uh, basically porn that these kids have access to, and what we allow. Anyway, they're trying to pass a law that would provide immunity for schools and librarians and teachers that want to continue to provide said obscene materials to mm -hmm. children. I mean, where is where is the church in that? Yeah. I mean, you know, like this would be. Uh, I mean, it seems like it's primed prime battleground for for the church to be involved in the Church of New Jersey to get unified behind into to to either you know force opposition, vote out whoever is important, supports that. I mean, this is yeah. where we have to you know to challenge the culture because this obviously is something that should be abhorrent to all of us that this is what our government wants to you know enforce on our children yeah so i you know and i'm not saying that they're not i just this because this just happened so we'll see what happens with something like that but this is this is the world in which we live yeah. you know and it, we've talked about it before that you know america is unique and that it was formed as a you know <clears throat> a christian nation regardless of what revisionist history you want to hear or people want to put out there we were a Christian nation. I mean, that's where the, the like the phrase Christian work work ethic came from, or the Black Road Regiment. I mean, there was so many different things within our founding that um, you know our 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 laws are based on you know, Ten Commandments, and uh, uh, a lot of that stuff is based on the Bible. I mean, there's so many things that point to that. We were a Christian nation for so long until the past eighty years or so. We've become post-Christian and where's the church and all that yeah you know well we're we're asleep yeah. you know we're we're fighting over like aaron said in carpet and drapes instead of what you know can you show porn to my kids yeah yeah you know here's where this is where that's where it's got us yeah so fix all that stuff everybody <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, anything else no i mean you know so i mean i will say you know I don't want to just be the people who complain, but I mean, um, so what does that mean as individuals for us as individual Christians and, um, you know, as members of our church, um, what, it, what is your, what, what is your responsibility in this? Well, number one, again, the thing we preach here all the time is one, you have to start, you need to become engaged. You need to begin, you need to get into your Bible. You need to know what you believe. You can't expect your church to stand up for, uh, 
for something if you're not going to stand up for something. Because yeah. the church is you, you, a bunch of yous collectively together. So you have to expect, you have to, before you can demand more from your church, you have to demand more from yourself. And then after that, you know, get involved, get engaged, get involved with your church. What does your church believe? Are you at a church that is a Bible-believing church? Do you even know that? Yeah. You know, like if you've just been sitting in the pews scrolling Facebook while your your pastor is, <laughs> you know, extolling the 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 virtues of, yeah. he's preaching from the Lost Book of Mary. The that's Gospel right. Of Mary yeah. I mean, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're just like, oh, amen. Yeah. <laughs> he's telling you about the the cross coming out of the grave. You're just like, yeah, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> what was that with the Gospel of Thomas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you know, we're being um, it's a yeah, it's, <laughs> sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, it's a park for this. Yeah. it's not a real. It's yeah, not a real. Those, thing. Aren't, those aren't real things. So I'll be going and getting yeah. the the gospel of Mary and yeah. the gospel of Thomas <laughs> and they're crap. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean that 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 is where it starts it, individually. We have to start. It has to start at the at the individual level, yeah. and, and for sure. So. That's what I would encourage you with. Yeah, I'll, I'll encourage you with uh, <laughs> encourage with Korean, Korean Jesus. Jesus. If, you're, yeah. if you need inspiration to become more active, our Jesus is mighty to save. <laughs> our Jesus is mighty to bench press. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's the kind of Jesus that can fix the church in America. That's right. So, That's right. uh, but yeah, reality. I mean, our, our Jesus is one. You know, it's it's. Um, you know, these things, the reason we can pull up scripture on this type of stuff is because, uh, you know, God is mighty and he foresaw these things. <laughs> like, and um, some of these are struggles that they had currently in the, in yeah. the culture at the time of uh, writing of scripture. And so um, we need to do what they did, which is go back to truth, right? Um, remember our first love and, um, and you know, recenter ourselves on it but uh we are grateful that you guys uh, hung out with us today um and uh i expect a lot of korean jesus memes later <laughs> on your social media sites and i'm gonna uh, change my profile picture to korean jesus, <laughs> korean jesus. <laughs> um, but uh be sure to like share content right um um you know step into elder abuse if you need to in the nursing homes whatever whatever uh you know propagates our our agenda here in korean jesus like you know like the crucifix is the korean jesus i need that like on the wall on the wall certain people walk in like what is that it's it's korean jesus Jesus. you know hey who's to say that's not how jesus actually looked well you know what's funny too is he's like you can tell he's like short he's very i was about to say the same thing he is very small compared to that cross like yeah he's just apparently was five foot one yeah He's like five foot one ripped and will rip your face off. He was a male gymnast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. We love you guys. We'll see you right back here next week.